Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's easy to get lost in the latest true crime podcast. Or your favorite binge-worthy show. But what about your own story? That's the most important story of all, and therapy helps you write it. BetterHelp Therapy is 100% online and designed to be convenient and flexible enough to squeeze in between the next episode on your list. Get started today at BetterHelp.com slash pause for 10% off your first month. Introducing Carvana Value Tracker, where you can track your car's value over time and learn what's driving it. It might make you excited. Whoa, didn't know my car was valued this high. It might make you nervous. Uh Uh-oh, market's flooded. My car's value just dipped 2.3%. It might make you optimistic. Our low mileage is paying off. Our value's up. And it might make you realistic. Mm, Car prices haven't gone up in a couple weeks. Maybe it's time to sell. But it will definitely make you an expert on your car's value. Carvana Value Tracker. Visit Carvana.com to start tracking your car's value today. Jonathan Pierce. Eric Cantona has jumped in and sees a kung fu kick. A fan. Terry Alderton. Do you like shoes, madam? And friends. <laughs> <laughs> JP. The mad side of genius. And T. Good to meet you, love. The football friendly. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, welcome. Thank you very much for joining us on JP and T, the football friendly. How are you, Mr. Alderton? I'm all right. It still makes me laugh every week, though. I don't know why. Do you like <laughs> shoes? And you're giggling away because we can see each other on the screen. I know, because it's, oh. so it's so much. It sounds as if we're really interesting and fun characters, and we're not. We're very dull. Hey, Kung Fu Kick. Every week, Kung Fu Kick. Oh, it's. Anyway, I'm great. I'm great. Uh, I want to sing a little song. Rashford's on fire. Ooh, 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 ooh. Rashford's on fire. Isn't he? Eh? He is. <laughs> I heard our guest laughing then. <laughs> I know, you can hear him shortling in the background. And uh, it's very, 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 very pleased to say our guest today is someone I work with on the radio. And, hold on, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. I just went Rashford's on fire, hoping you go, oh, yes, Terry, oh, yeah, and go on about Rashford well, quickly. Well, I'm, I'm a, and you go, no, I'm no, zippy. no, Am I zipping, Alan? Oh, I yeah, sound yes, like just... <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I work with him on the radio. Um, frequently, I wish I didn't. And, um, and uh, my mum says to me, my mum, she's 93, bless her, and she said to me, 
is is that man is that man Mr Sutton really horrible to you in in life and I said <laughs> yes he is and uh, it's it's so it's it's lovely he's lovely to work with honestly <laughs> we have great fun and um he won lots of things with Celtic he won the title with Blackburn Rovers and um he played up front he played at the back he played at Norwich City yes, he was he was my my I always used to say he was the English Ruhullet he was for me Really, yeah, and uh, he was up. He was he part the front. You could stick. You could stick him making the tea. He could do everything. He just didn't go and goal. Sadly, and I bet he could have done that. I used to have a mate who was a rude boy in two tone oh, yeah. days. Two tone yeah, days. Yeah, he, well, he could, yeah, he, point, he, yeah, he couldn't really move either. Anyway, <laughs> um, it's Chris Sutton, everybody. Yes, shall I do a little? Uh, wow, the, the English rude hullet. Yeah, well, you see, you'd go, you'd play anywhere, wouldn't you? You'd, you'd be out the front. You go, oh, Chris is playing up the, at the back today. All oh, right, so we, I thought he was a striker. No, he's playing up the back. I mean, it was very for people probably under the age of nineteen eighties. That was quite a thing to do, and you were the, you were the master of that, Chris Sutton, the master. Did Rude did Rude play at the back? He then? played. He played right through that middle, didn't he? He played at the back when he was Chelsea. He swept at Chelsea when he was. Yeah, when he, he's played at sweeper uh, a few you times. See, I know a few mm. things. I know. I know a couple of bits and pieces. Not much. I noticed that Jonathan. I mean, Jonathan's a brilliant broadcaster. I noticed he missed out uh, my midfield role, which I played for a season see? at uh, at Celtic as well. So. See, not happened there, Jonathan. You weren't really, you weren't really bothered about the Scottish trophies, which I'd won, yeah, were you? See. No, I said you won loads of things at Celtic. So, I know you won oh, loads yeah, of things yeah. at Celtic. The I, details uh, important. I had, uh, I had one of my best experiences when I up in Scotland. I was working for Channel Five, and they used to do the League Cup, and I went up there. And um, we did Celtic Rangers in the in the cup final. I'd never done an old firm derby. And um, up there, and I worked with um, Billy McNeil and Terry Butcher, and uh, it, it took Billy about about an hour to get through the car park because he was signing autographs everywhere. And they said to me, "Have you ever experienced this?" I went, "No." And they said, "It's." I've said, "I've done Liverpool, Everton, Arsenal, Tottenham, and so on. Bristol City, Bristol Rovers, probably the biggest derby of them all." And um, and they and they they said, uh, "You wait to this." Anyway, Rangers want to throw in on the halfway line. Two minutes in, the place went mental. For a throw-in, it's unbelievable. Up there, isn't it? I've never been to uh, that derby. What's it like to play in such a thing, Chrissy? Oh, blimey! It's uh, it's it's really intense. I mean, I played in the old farm derby. Uh, <laughs> going, it's going, going up, <laughs> going up there. You know, which I which is a big derby. I thought it was big, but. Um, you know, going up there, it really didn't know, you know, uh, what to make of it all. I mean, my, my first game actually was the, um, was it was called the Demolition Derby, uh, where we ended up beating Rangers 6-2. That was Martin O'Neill's first uh, first old firm game. Um, when he'd taken over, they'd won the league by, I think, 19, 21 points. They had a really good, really good group of players um, back then. That's not... To say the current group aren't very good as well, just you know, don't want to insult to the Rangers fans or for them to get the wrong end of the stick. But uh, no, that was my first game, and I scored after 52 seconds a, a tap in from a yard. And as Jonathan knows, that was sort of a regular thing throughout my career where I got most of my goals. Um, I was actually offside looking back, I was actually offside, um, and that was one of the only decisions that Celtic have had against Rangers in over the last 20 years in a, in a uh, derby game from an official. Uh, but we ended up Winning six two and but so so intense. Remember before the game, the 
the hairs on the back of my neck standing up, just thinking, blimey, this is this is different to anything that I'd experienced down south by by a stretch. And of course, I played at Norwich, I played at Blackburn, and then uh, won a Premier League there. But the, just the intensity um, and and the feeling and the dislike from both sets of supporters to each other. Uh, but these were they were the days when um, I mean that. My first game was at Celtic Park. They were the days when, you know, you had the full away support. I think it's really missing now the fact that I think at Ibrox earlier on this season, there's only 700 away fans uh, allowed in the stadium. Celtic, you know, then reacted because I think Rangers were the first to to uh, to, to uh, bring that in again, a, a reduction in, uh, in away support. Celtic, of course, reacted. Uh, I think the game's far worse off because of it I, I do I think the away fans are so important for that fixture there's only three other two other teams that could probably fill that 700 away not being nasty which is probably him oh, that's a bit nasty it's a bit nasty but you know I'm after taking them taking the piss uh, I, I tell you something <laughs> right I did notice which, though, which two teams then uh, I'd say Hearts and Hibs Hearts and Hibs oh Aberdeen oh that's the three that's uh, three I don't think Samira would bring that many would they I don't even know if they're in the top flight still but <laughs> Anyway, wow. listen, before you get me in trouble, I noticed I noticed what you did as well. Even this far on, and you describing brilliantly what it was like, you still said uh, right at the beginning, you went, well, that's not to take it away from the Rangers. So even now you're still going, oh, I don't want to get in trouble with the Rangers fans. No, well, I'm in trouble. I'm banned from Ibrox. So, what? I mean, that's, you know, that's, that's, that's trouble enough. Why? Apparently, I've... Because apparently I'm a, sec- a security risk, or you know that they can't guarantee my safety. In fairness, <laughs> in, fa- in, fairness in fairness, I should be banned from most uh, grounds around the country. I think if that's if that's the case. But no, that is that is the case. No, by all accounts, I'm, I'm yeah been banned for a while now. I mean, I'm a nice guy. As I'm just misunderstood. You are a nice man. You are misunderstood. Mm, it's like the Lawrenson no, thing as no, well. No, oh, no, oh, look no. at JP coming in. Look, people can't see this, right? But even more so now, if you know the if you know the program, Sean the Sheep, right? You know the farmer. <laughs> That's what me and Chris Sutton are looking at at the moment on our screens. The farmer from Sean the Sheep meets meets Harry uh, Frank Carson. For all those that can remember, it's the way I tell him. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, we have you know we have great joy working together, and when you do the six oh six with uh, Robbie, which is Savage, brilliant, by the way. He, um, do you do you Rangers fans come on there though, don't they? Rangers yeah, yeah. Well, well, I mean, as you know, with uh, with with six oh six, the calls the calls are vetted, and they you get sort of a rating of how good the, the callers are, but occasionally, occasionally they'll uh, they'll uh, they'll let the Rangers fan on at Capital. We were like we we did we did football phone-ins um, from I think it was half past five through to seven. Uh, might have been six through to seven thirty. I think it was six to seven thirty. We went there for about seven days of every Saturday, and um, so that pre that that was before six oh six. And Danny Baker came on the original six oh six. He, he brilliant broadcaster, Danny, one of my heroes. But we were doing uh, we were doing our phone-in, and I was doing it with um, yeah. I, I'm not no. I'm you know. I, I never name drop, but anyway, uh, we were doing, I was doing it with Bobby Moore, the 1966 World Cup winning captain. He was a personal friend of mine and um, very good friend of mine. And um, we're there and this fella comes on. His name was Barry from Balham. I'll never forget it, right? And he's gone, um, he's gone, oh, Bob, 
All right, Barry. He was lovely with everyone, Bob. He's not like you, Chris. And he was lovely with everyone. And uh, he said, um, all right, all right, Bob. Um, are you all right, Barry? And he's gone there. Yeah, you remember um, remember 90, July 1966 uh, and beating Germany in the World Cup final? Oh, how could I ever forget it? How could I ever forget it, Barry? It was a wonderful day. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, when you went up to get the trophy, I think they call it the Jules Rimet trophy. That's what they call it, the Jules Rimet trophy, Barry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, and, and you shook the hand with Her Majesty. Yes, I, I actually wiped my hand off because I had mud and I didn't want to get the white gloves of Her Majesty dirty. Do you know what I was doing then, Bob? No. <laughs> What were you doing, Barry? I was back at home shagging the ass off your missus. And I've gone, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Let's go to a break. Let's go to a break. Anyway, so the producer's name was Pete Simmons. I'm shouting down the line, Pete, what has happened? And Bobby's trying to touch me on the arm like this. Oh, Pete, what's happened? We're going to get taken off the air. I'm going to get banned. Bobby's touching me on the arm. Bob's going to get banned. We're all going to get banned. We're going to get taken off the air. Touching me on the arm like this. And I've gone, Bob... Sorry, mate, what, 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 what? And he said, oh, well, I wanted to ask Barry a question. <laughs> did you? <laughs> yes. What did you want to ask him, Bob? I wanted to ask Barry what my wife did with their complimentary match tickets that day. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he should have said it. I know, oh, he is brilliant. Look, he is brilliant. Look, look, what, what nightmares? Were, were they betting calls then? No, we were, then? Well, no, Chris, no. I don't know whether you do it now on 606. We were supposed to. We had what's called a six-second loop. And uh, it, it, what what suddenly happens nowadays, if you, um, when well, we should have done it in those days, but we, we didn't have the machinery. <laughs> we didn't have, we couldn't afford the machinery to do it, right? So we didn't do it. We told everyone we did, but we didn't. Anyway, and what happens now is they'll go, you know, uh, uh, well, you'll go to a caller, won't you? You know, Tommy from Tranmere. And, uh, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> Tommy's question's cut off and he's gone. Right. And that's when the loop comes in. Do do all the all the callers who you've had on radio because you've had Barry from Ballam and Tommy from Tranmere. Is that they're always that sort of relationship that their Christian name? <laughs> they, yes, they are. Also, I don't know whether you do this because because BBC, as as we know, we both work for BBC amongst others, so we have to be careful what we say. But I don't know. Sometimes when you're when it's a slow night. Um, do you have people you know who phone up? Because we used to have relatives phone up. <laughs> My father-in-law was a regular on it, but he used to come in under different names, you know, Colin from Crystal Palace. There we or, go. Uh, <laughs> David from Deptford. There and, we go uh, again. Frankie from Fulham. And um, <laughs> we used, they used to come on, you know. We used to recognise his voice, but if it was a slow night, we used to have a few hooky callers. You know, I've got to say, we haven't. I haven't had any relatives call in and we haven't sort of no we haven't we haven't been that bad really in terms of the drop button the six second loop as you as you call it there is no drop button there have been we have had a couple of callers on who have uh who have dropped the f-bomb but other than that you know it's been relatively plain sailing really well, uh, not not now. After everyone's listened to this, <laughs> everyone's going to be thinking there's no there's no six second loop, whatever that is. We'll get in. We'll get in and say something. We'll get in. Tell me something, because we 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 uh, we never ever asked uh, Gailey when we had him on. We never we never asked him this question. My old room partner. Correct. So tell me, what was it like to win the Premier League with Blackburn, a team with Kenny what? Dalglish? I know this is a real swerve ball out of nowhere, but I kicked myself after I, I didn't ask him that. It's a, a real historic moment for a football club, plus King Kenny in charge. Yeah, I mean, well, I, I suppose if you asked Tony, I, I, I don't know how he would have felt about it anyway, because I think he only started two games that season. 
So all the ah, that's not quite what he says. <laughs> he, he didn't get there. He took he took too long to walk off the coach. <laughs> well, the thing is, he was actually a really important part of uh, of, of Blackburn, especially in the first half of the season. I mean, I've, I've got to say, you know, Blackburn at that particular time, Jack Jack Walker was hoovering up all the uh, not to say the best young talent, but mm. but he was. Uh, and then all of a sudden we get this old codger in from West Ham and blimey, I suppose, uh, you know, a lot of the Blackburn supporters thought, well, we've, you know, we've gone backwards here. Um, but uh, <laughs> no, I don't mean that. I'm I was, sending him this. I, I, I spent three months, it, in a, three months in the Duncan House Hotel um, with Tony and, and my wife was with us and we used to argue a lot and, t- and Tony used to like counsel us both. I mean, he was like a granddad and I, oh I my used God. to, exactly. That's and, uh, and I used to room with Tony. Tony's a lot older than me, so he must have been, so I'd have been 20, you'd have been 35. I mean, you know, you, you have some interesting conversations. He's, uh, two, he's two weeks older than me, Tony. He's two, he's two weeks older than me. <laughs> I actually saw him recently. I'll do it. Go on. <laughs> I actually saw him very recently. He's written a book, hasn't he? He has. Yes, it's yeah. a very good forward for the book. Very, very good forward, uh, written I by a who genius. Wrote that. Yes, but it tells the truth. It tells the honest he, truth. He asked. He asked me to write a forward as well. So. So someone said. Someone said. Someone <laughs> or, or someone was asked after that you'd said, no, I'm not going to do it. And he went, who can I ask now then? Yeah, I was there. <laughs> Funny enough, yeah, I did get the request quite late, about a day before the deadline. So, um, Ask me this, Chris. You know, like when you play for managers who have been absolute geniuses, which which Dalglish was, of course, do, yeah. do they expect you to do what they could do? And I know a lot of you could do that. But do you find that there were other players there going, oh, I can't do that, mate. I can't, I can't do that. I'm not Kenny Dalglish. Uh, well, yeah, well, no, exactly that. I don't think I don't think that that would have necessarily been his expectation. I, I mean, they, they'd splashed out five million pounds on uh, on me, which was a British record transfer yeah. fee at the time, which was pretty incredible. Um, I was told the other week on the Monday Night Club, you know, Kieran is it Kieran Maguire, Price of Football, wrote the book. You two are looking at me. What are you talking about? Who's the, who's a financial old. expert that in I mean, Jonathan's not going to like this, but in today's uh, market, I would have been worth 101 million. Wow. 101 million. Wow. I'm not saying there, there's, a, there's a difference, okay? That was what I would have I'm not saying I would have been worth 101 million in any way, shape, or form. I'll say that before Jonathan, but that is what I would have uh, would have been worth. But in, in terms of actually uh, what Kenny Dalglish's expectations were, um, I don't think he expected anybody to be, you know, necessarily or would judge people on not being as good as him because, uh, I mean, that would have been, you know, virtually every player in the Premier League. Well, that, that's uh, why, that's why, though, actually, by his own admission, he wasn't very, he wasn't blessed with pace. So that's probably why Bulgalian. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you might be right there. Stand you might be, but Tony, so Tony played the first half of the season and uh, more than that, but then uh, Ian Pierce came in who was, more a, a little bit more mobile than uh, than uh, than Tony, but so was the kit man more mobile than Tony at that particular <laughs> time as well. But uh, no, but Tony was you know his his experience was really invaluable. And I've got to say he was a, a a big part of Blackburn's success. Obviously, you know myself coming in and partnering Alan. I mean that was you know the SAS that that partnership. And, 
we scored a lot of goals together. Yeah. I think 49 in that. You'd know that, Jonathan. You're big on stats. Alan scored 47. I scored two. Uh, <laughs> but we're a good partnership. Well, someone had to supply the balls, right? Someone had to, what do they call it now? Assists. Oh, you, had good, you, had, you had good wingers, didn't you? You had, you had, you had Wilcox was, was on one side, that right? I can't yeah. see how, the other one, Ripley. Was well, it Ripley? They were, yeah, that, that good, you forgot one of them. Ripley, wasn't it? Ripley. So, so here's one for you. So, so I'll put you on the spot, okay? So, so the, the midfield, the central midfield pairing. Batty. Okay. Batty. See, everybody says that, but 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 the, but the the main pairing, okay, that season because David Batty was uh, David Batty was injured, had a had a serious ankle injury for most of the season. So I don't want you, you know, googling this now. Oh, but who you caught so, me, didn't you? Type it. So the captain. So you'll know the captain, Colin Hendry. Was it Colin Hendry? Oh wow! Honestly, the captain oh, was Sherwood, Tim Sherwood. Tim Sherwood. 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 Yeah, Tim Sherwood. Yeah, Tim Sherwood. And, oh, and who played play alongside it? Tim Sherwood would have been central midfield, mm. and um, I've got I've got an answer uh, a thing on uh, on phone-ins with Tim Sherwood in a minute. Um, but uh, Tim Sherwood, Graham Lasso was was um, left back, wasn't he? Um, mm. Big Conham, Henry Gale, yeah, Big right Conham, back. Uh, right back, right back. God, my memory. You're going back now to 1862. Norwegian <laughs> Henning Berg, Henning Berg was the central midfield you'll never get. As well. No, no. <laughs> I just got that. And uh, um, <laughs> I don't know. Who is, this? Who is it? Give me Mark the initials. Atkins. Oh, I wouldn't have got it. Who was oh, it again? Who was it again? Mark, Mark Atkins. How disrespectful. Oh, yeah. So Kenny Dalglish once said that Mark Atkins was the best finisher at Blackman Rovers. He once said Mark Atkins was the best finisher at the club. Really, which was, um, scored some really important goals, uh, but you know, what from from outside outside the penalty box? No, no, everywhere. Really? Shearer was there as well. I mean, but that's what that, he's a good player, Mark. Really, he, he was that good a player that you you've you've forgotten him. Yeah, I mean, Blackburn's you know success, and you've sort of couldn't yeah. remember him. Terrible man, you are, Jonathan. It is. It is. It is. It is disrespectful. It's. It's like you Despicable. see when we work together on the radio, Terry. Yeah. Um, He'll throw me something like, um, "Well, this is a classic, right? We'll 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 be doing a say uh, a team that uh, a player has a, a comes from Austria. Let's just say he comes okay. from Vienna. Okay. Uh, the player, you know, is playing the league game, and then Chris will turn around and say, Vienna, famous for um, it was a famous uh, psychiatrist, JP, who came from Vienna. <laughs> uh, Do you not know? Do you not know? Well, you haven't done your homework then. You haven't done your homework. And then the next week we'll be doing, you know, some player comes from Bucharest. Um, yeah, who's Harry? Who was the fa- <laughs> who was the famous sculptor that comes from Bucharest? JP? Well, you don't know? Oh, you haven't done your homework then. And that's that's the person I have to work with, you see, on the radio. Well, we don't work in there. I think they've taken us off. Yeah, that's what they don't, don't do the Monday night games anymore. What, I mean, one of an experience which I had with Jonathan, which oh, I'm still actually quite traumatised by it but not as traumatised as uh, as some ladies it was in Bournemouth Jonathan this, was it Bournemouth I think yes he, yeah <laughs> where, where we were how did it come <laughs> I mean Jonathan could probably uh, do you want to tell the story from your point of view Jonathan I mean that you, yes, you can it, go with this it was a story told in confidence to <laughs> the former Norwich and Blackburn not Rovers not anymore Celtic centre forward centre half come 
very important midfield player. And um, I, it was a very hot day. Celtic. Very, very hot day. Uh, screaming hot. It was August. And I was in a hotel in the middle of, and the sun was coming in through the windows. And they were they were French, uh, like what do you call them French windows, to, you know, like, a, like yeah, yeah. open onto the garden. Mm-hmm. And I thought that's a bit fortunate. I've got a bit of garden outside and everything like that. <laughs> a bit of a patio outside, and oh, I'm hot in here. So I'm working at the computer. I take my shirt off. It's too hot. Take my shirt off, and we're tapping away at the keyboards and everything. Like the keyboard. Oh, I'm too hot here. So I took my trousers <laughs> off as well. So I'm sitting in my underpants, man of a certain age. On, on his computer wearing just a pair of underpants and uh, all of a sudden I can hear this sort of giggling noise I've turned around and it, it wasn't a patio it wasn't a patio it was the path from the dining room down into the garden and all these old deers because there was a coachload of old deers there were all coming past seeing this seeing this fat middle-aged old geezer on his computer in his underpants anyway so I'll give you Wait, that hold picture. on did either th- did either th- other stroke and Ethel couldn't reach no, no. I'll leave you that mental picture so I've then told my friend I've then told my friend and work colleague this in confidence two minutes into the broadcast on five live that's like who was the presenter Steve Crossman was it I can't remember he's gone he's Chris, what did you say to me on air? You put me away on air. So I think you said it's interesting you weren't wearing clothes yeah, or something you, like that. You had, you, had your, you had your trousers on there. It's got your isn't it? I mean, those poor, poor old ears. Yeah. I mean, you know, they're gone for a, for a week away and what have you, murder mystery, whatever. And, uh, yeah. I mean, mystery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Was it, was it, was it Mr. Pierce? <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyway. And his wife. Runs. Anyway, after after six them with his wife runs. After six months in Penterville, I was allowed to go back to broadcasting. <laughs> this is supposed to be a serious football podcast. Yeah. Uh, let's turn serious. Yes, let's 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 talk about VAR. Hold on, hold on. You can't leave us on the Sherwood. You you got to do the first, quickly do uh, t- uh, Tim Sherwood uh, phoning. Oh, Tim sure. Sherwood. Yeah, have I not you got to do that quickly, and then let's turn serious. So, yeah. Well, we'll have to go to a break. Let's do a break, then come back. Do Sherwood. We're professionals. <laughs> JP and T, the football friendly. It's easy to get lost in the latest true crime podcast or your favorite binge worthy show. But what about your own story? That's the most important story of all, and therapy helps you write it. BetterHelp Therapy is 100% online and designed to be convenient and flexible enough to squeeze in between the next episode on your list. Get started today at BetterHelp.com slash pause for 10% off your first month. Uh, welcome back, JP and T, the Football Friendly with Chris Sutton, our guest today. Uh, when we asked Chris to do this, he said, what's it like? <laughs> What's it like? like? Not like this. This is even more just, mad than when we had bloody Keith Allen on. We just talk rubbish for an hour. <laughs> he said nothing out of the usual manner. But, um, yeah, so Tim we're Sherwood. telling Tim Sherwood, we're doing this phoning on Capital, and uh, Tim was at Tottenham, and uh, this fella comes on the phone, and uh, he's going, oh, yeah, yeah, all the fans are criticising Tim Sherwood. Tottenham fans are criticising Tim Sherwood. It's, it's unfair. His, his, his name, actually... The caller's name was Larry from Leightonston. Anyway, <laughs> oh, so... Well done. Well done. Anyway, he's come on. Yeah, it's a bit unfair, isn't it? They're criticising Tim Sherwood. Tim Sherwood, they say, can't run. Tim Sherwood's really quick. And gaily has gone to me, <laughs> mouthing to me, it's Tim. Anyway, so he's gone, yeah, he's really quick, Tim Sherwood. And Gailey's gone, no, he isn't. 
No, no, he can't get them back in the same month. Oh, a bit unfair there. He could pass the ball, Tim Sherwood. He's a great pass of the ball. Can't pass a bag of cement. Larry from Leighton's getting a bit upset about this. He's got an eye for goal. What, one in every 75 games? No, I don't think so, Larry. And here he's carried on like this. Then in the end, he's gone. T- uh, Larry has said, uh, well, I think you're being really unfair on Tim Sherwood. Oh, come on, Tim. What? Come on, Tim. Oh, no. <laughs> when did you guess? As soon as you opened your trap. <laughs> And we kept him going. Tim Sherwood's phoned up a phone in to defend himself. What, so he wasn't having a laugh. You, you actually? Did... No, 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 he, he, no, no. He, he phoned uh, up. So, but, but uh, we were laughing about it at the end. We were laughing. Gosh, about it. And he's a good. Like, I think he's a, actually that actually built up to be a, a really mm. funny story. But then went very awkward at the end, didn't it? No, no, you no. You can no, see no, Chris, Chris Sutton's face at this point. He's going, "Wow, oh, that's a bit, it's a bit, <laughs> eggy, a bit eggy, that, isn't it? A bit of an eggy no, story. he's, 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 he's. And I think he speaks his mind on the telly. He was criticised for it the other day. But I think he's, I think he's. Take, taking off his mm. taking off his uh, his, uh, his his sleeping bag and throwing it on the floor to show um, the. Rest I used to, of the I used to clean Tim's boots at uh, at Norwich actually because he he started no he didn't start off at Norwich I think he came to Norwich from Watford I think it was uh, I think he was a Watford so so I always had a lot of respect for Tim because I used to clean remember Paul Blades. Yes, Jonathan. Uh, so, so Paul Blades. Uh, so, so we were designated uh, three professional players: Paul Blades, Ian Butterworth, and Tim Sherwood was the young pro. And I always preferred Tim to the other two. And of course, I ended up playing at Blackburn with Tim uh, because at Christmas he he was the only one to give me a tip. So we used to have to clean the boots, pick the slip up, the dirty slips up. I mean, yeah. imagine that. I mean the. You know, the, the modern-day apprentice doesn't have to do anything no. like that. No, they'd be making a lot the... of money on eBay if they did, though. <laughs> <laughs> do I, do I you would, think they should do? Uh, uh, do you think it will teach them better discipline? Yes, they they... Do, I used to do that as well when I was at South End. Yes, they should do it. I, I mm. think they should. But there's all these the protocol and red tape now, isn't it? No one can't be doing that because that's a kind of different job, blah, blah, blah. Was there, was there Rob, Rob Charmer Newman there when, when you uh, were when you were a kid? Or were you playing? Yeah, he, he swanned in from Bristol City. Uh, oh, good, good player, Rob. I mean, you know, you're talking about players who really lacked pace. Rob was another one of those. But yeah. he, he had a really good football brain. Centre half, centre midfield. Great fun, Rob. Good cricketer, Rob, as well. Yes. Mm. What about Spinner? Spinner was there with you, wasn't he? Lucy. Spencer Pryor. Who's he, Jonathan? There's only one Spinner. Do you know what he used to do at South End? It's brilliant. He used to, when he played at South End, right, we get the book, because he'd always, as you know, Chris, would go, let's play soccer, wouldn't he, before we before the game. But Chris used to do, the, uh, sorry, Spinner's, Spinner used to do this, right? You could hear it from the pitch. When we get the ball from the back, he'd literally go, charge! He used to do that because right. he, he's a madman, isn't he? People don't really. Yeah. But did you have fun with him? It was Spencer. I, I started was, with him at South End. He was. We played together at South End. Me and him. He never. He never mentioned you. I Terry. don't suppose he did, but, Chris. Thank but, you. Uh, no, he was. He, he was. He lives in Australia now, doesn't he? Does. He? he does. And I tell you what, I was doing a, a tour of uh, New Zealand, and I decided to watch the Matildas as you do, versus uh, versus New Zealand ladies. And because uh, I knew Spinner was there, Spencer Pryor for everyone who doesn't know that is. And uh, I swear this has happened, right? I'm in New Zealand. They're playing in Australia, right? I, I see them at the end of the game all come out, right? So I text him, right? And I see him on the telly, right? Delayed, of course, 
pull out the phone and text me back, sort of in the what? distance. And I was like, wow, this is technology, isn't it? He's texting me. Look at that. Yeah, brilliant. But yeah, he's still there. I don't think he's doing that now. I think he moved into some other coaching, but I think he's still there. I, I, in fact, you know what? I'm going to text him after the show and see if he come on. Were you in? Were you in the? I did. I went to. I've only been to New Zealand once, and that was to do England in 1991. Um, and they played in Auckland and Windy Wellington. Is this football? Football. Were you in there? Were you in that? Were you in that squad then? When, when were you in the England squad? I don't have my phone. Oh, 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 wow. He's, He's gone man. low, hasn't he? He's no, I mean, a genuine gone, question. You've gone really no, low. No, no, no. Are you in the I'm England not, squad? Just, just to be clear, I'm not getting paid. For coming on this, no, no, part. no, 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 yeah, that's act- that, that's actually false anyway. So, you know, you've once again, you got your stats wrong because I scored against Hull in the FA Cup, who were a really good Hull team then in the third division. <laughs> and Skonteriga, where I don't even know where they're from, but they were excellent. Excellent. <laughs> Well-organised, Skonteriga. So that's three goals. They'll lap for you on here or lift you any one of them. But who was it, who was it, used, who was it went on TV and said that? They mean they're very, very good. The Scontons. They're very. <laughs> 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 Who's the pundit anyway? Oh, they're absolutely funny. Yeah, the Scontons are fantastic. <laughs> anyway, oh, we do have a laugh. Oh, Terry, we have a. I'm sitting there with Chris on the radio. As I said, they don't put us together anymore. Maybe I'm not surprised. We did. We had to do this video, right? What was that all about, Chris? We had to do a video. We were at Crystal Palace, doing a game at Crystal Palace, and. Uh, we had to do a video for, for BBC Five Live. How does that work? And um, before the game, I thought I was being very good. And, uh, you know, I set the game up and everything like that. I turned to my right-hand side and my co-conspirator that night, she's falling about laughing. <laughs> well, why did we have to do a video? What was that all about? Yeah, we used to have to do this, just, a, just a, a bit of a pre-match seller. Didn't we sell it, sell it to, the, uh, to, the, to the punters, really? I can't remember what happened. <laughs> I always feel quite awkward in those in those situations. But yeah, it's often just looking at you and how you how you how you, know, you start off in your face and what have you, and just think, is he being serious? <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what's brilliant about that? That that you see that is where a Norwich, uh, 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 sorry, Norfolk accent. That's where it comes in. Is he serious? Is that the way you said that? <laughs> serious. Serious? Do you know my favourite one at the moment? It used to be computer and rabbit, right? But my favourite one now is Botox. Botox. We're going to get some <laughs> Botox. Botox. Oh, Norwich accent. Yeah. Oh, 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 my my, accent. Uh, my grandmother was broad, broad, broad Norfolk. So, like you say, Sarah's beautiful. Your dad was Nottingham, wasn't he? Was your dad Nottingham? No, he was he was Norwich Good Research once again. So he was he was a professional. 
Did he play in Norwich? Did, did was he play his name Norman? Was his name Norman? No, he, he didn't. <laughs> Norman he did, from Norwich, was it? <laughs> Yeah, me. So he he was uh, born in Norwich, played for Norwich, went to Chester. Uh, Carlisle with uh, I think Stan Turner was at Carlisle. Ooh, um, yeah. A guy called Chris Chris Balderston who yes, played, played Leicester. I, th- I think I'm right in saying that. Yep. And then he uh, he he uh, had a knee injury at 28 oh. uh, and went to Loughborough University. Hence why I was born in Nottingham. So uh, uh, so no, just to clarify and clear things up, he wasn't born in Nottingham. He never played for Nottingham, but he visited. Nottingham, of course, but then we moved back to to Norfolk. He became a PE teacher at uh, at, at, at my high school. So I mean, imagine that. Uh, yeah. You know, my dad is a your your. Imagine your dad being a PE teacher, and he, yeah. he wasn't one of those who ever would uh, sort of cut me any slack or do me any favours. I used to be the the whipping boy, the one who was who used to get a bit of a dressing down because he never wanted anybody to think. Yeah. That uh, that you know, I was getting any sort of favouritism. So except, except he kept saying your name all the time, Sutton. You're like, me again, me again, <laughs> me again, Dad. So I was right. never never captain of the school teams, nothing like that. Uh, so I mean, that was quite an interesting dynamic. But I always quite you know, when uh, always wondered at the time, thinking, "Oh, he's being hard on me." But when you know, I left no, school, no, used happened? to think that it was brilliant. That was brilliant, really, because in go. many ways he was taking the pressure off because nobody could ever say. He's, uh, you know, he's favouring me. Big thing on referees at this moment in time. He used to, I remember getting injured in a school game once and he was the ref and I thought, well, as my, as my dad, he'll stop the game. And he ran past me and he said, get up, you wimp. And uh, I thought that was, that was slightly hard. This is where it but comes from. Now we, now, we, now we know where this, this, this malice side of Chris Sutton comes from. Now we know that. that cutting, who, who, cutting Chris who, Sutton. Who, who, who was the hardest manager you've had to play under? As in, you know, hard, terrifying, not, not, not that he was hard on the pitch when he played. But do you know what I mean? Who was, who was the toughest manager you played for? Uh, the, oh, blimey. I mean, so I could take this a number of ways. I always, I always thought, uh, you know, well, the, 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 my first one at Norwich was Dave Stringer, who I liked a lot. You'd, you'd have probably interviewed him, you know, numerous times. Nice uh, club, Norwich club man. Mike Walker took over. I played uh, for Mike in the reserve team, um, and uh, so he then got the job. And that was the that was the ninety two ninety three inaugural season uh, when Mike took over. We were we were favourites to relegation that season. We ended up we ended up finishing third. Mm. Uh, we actually could have won. That sounds ridiculous. Norwich City winning the Premier League, but we actually could have could have won it. We won the first game of the season away at Highbury, uh, where Mike Walker inspired substitution he made because we were two 0 down at half time. I'd start as a centre forward, and then ten minutes into the second half, he took me off, put a guy called Mark Robbins on, yeah, and ended up scoring two, and uh, and uh, we ended up winning the game four two, and. Um, so we, I, I, I like Mike, but Mike was old school, you know, a very straight talker. Kenny Dalglish had that aura about him, where you know his, his playing career obviously went went before him. But I don't think anybody, I can't ever remember anybody really taking Kenny on. Um, Martin O'Neill just for it, in my time at Celtic just terrified me. I, I really, I mean, you you must have had some ding dongs with Martin. He's he's so clever, super intelligent, and uh, I just, 
you know, I, I, I made a point because I was always pretty balanced if I was playing badly, which was fairly often. Uh, I never yeah. used to mind if it if it come for me, um, but you know, if uh, if I if I was playing well and he, you know he'd come for me, then I wouldn't really want to get in an argument with Martin because he could tear a strip off anybody. He was so super sharp. So he he was the one who really terrified me. Martin, I saw but- I saw him having a big row with his wife in Selfridges once. No way! I swear, I swear to you, I did. Yeah, he was, and he he just did this, and he and walked off. And he goes, "Well, you deal with it." And flicked his hand, and he turned and walked off. Yeah, he's he's, he's uh, I I talked to him about the um. What department mis- was that? He, he had <laughs> it was the one where you walk in on the third floor. I think it's the lady's shoes, but not that I'd know that. God, I've let myself down. I'm supposed to be a hard man to comedy, but he had those big bottly frosty glasses. But on. do you know what? I'll text more scary, him now. Yeah. What what year was that? I'll text I reckon him now that and was, ask text him. him. Text him. It was, I reckon that was about. Uh, I tell you the year. I know the year. It was the year that that. Let me go. Uh, let me. Let, oh, I don't want to say Google. That's giving things away. Let me find out. It was the year that the. Um, um, uh, what's the bloody Dickens film? The most famous Christmas one. Scrooge. Scrooge. It was the animation Christmas. with with, uh, Jim, with Carrey. Jim Carrey. So let me just look at that. Yeah. Okay. Jim. He Carey. calls me, it, mine calls me Pierce. He doesn't call me by my, <laughs> he just calls right. me Pierce. We did a, we did oh, a work, we did a... 2009. 2009. 2009, 2009 Chris, ask him. We, oh, um, yeah, and well, I bet you, not knowing him, I bet he remembers. He go, yeah, I did. I, he's that kind of person, isn't he? 2009, text him, ask him. Raoul, in, in the, sorry, we've got to get this through now. <laughs> shoe department, self, shoe, self, shoe department. Martin. Yep. And... You and remember. Having a round with the missus. And by yeah. the way, if you go and see Terry Alderson on stage, he will be wearing Jimmy Shoe women's shoes. Jimmy Shoe. Jimmy Shoe. Jimmy Shoe's women's shoes. Jimmy Shoe. Shoe. Yeah, I've got Snidey ones from Dagnum Market. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Jimmy Shoe. Jimmy Shoe. Uh, he's brilliant, Martin. I love him. He's, he is incredibly intelligent. He's very up on, um, on uh, like, Sherlock Holmes and all, all, all and the criminology. That's the word I'm looking Criminology. So you can talk to him about criminology, but oh, yeah. he did. That, he did that the. That um, his genius, doesn't it? Like, well, no, he, he's, kill people. He's super. He's. <laughs> yeah, I think he can kill you with right. a look. He can kill you with a look. I can Martin. kill you in my mind. You are right. I think I might be wrong, and you might have to edit this bit out. Um, but I think you are. Right. I think that um, with the criminology stuff, he was really interested in the Jack the Ripper case oh. um, up in uh, up, up in Yorkshire and sort of. Went around and sort of investigated things and days right into all that sort of stuff. You say I think he could have been we, a lot more. Uh, Yorkshire Ripper or Jack? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yorkshire, Yorkshire yes, Ripper. Sorry, Yorkshire. Yes, yes. Sorry. He called himself yeah, Jack, was... didn't he? In the in the tape in those. Well, they it wasn't weren't. Him, was it? Yeah. There, there it was, was a Sunderland ones. thing. Well, look, we digress. Can we, can, well, look, we got four minutes left. Should we sort of talk about football? <laughs> We talked about just giggling at each other. Yeah, I tell you what, I just want to say, look, Chris, you you made a good point about um about the uh, Arsenal. Look how I've just crowbarred this in, but it is a good point about the Arsenal game at the Villa. Um, what you said, it's uh, about champions have to sometimes uh, take the ugly, don't they, and um, turn it round. Yeah, uh, I thought that was a massive result for them at the weekend. I don't know whether Jonathan was at the game uh, or who he was working for if he, if he was at the game in the week against Manchester City. And I think people are, you know, possibly looking at uh, Arsenal going into the Villa game, thinking that if they 
lost the game or even drew the game that the, the wheels would start coming off. So the fact that they went and, and especially coming from behind to win the game, big sign really mm. that, uh, that that they're going to, I'm not saying they're going to go all the way. I, I back Manchester City at the start of the season. I still do back them. But uh, the fact they couldn't back that went up at Arsenal uh, and only went to Nottingham Forest and drew, mm. um, you know, Arsenal are in a, a really good position. I like Arteta. I think he often loses it, though, on the on the touchline, doesn't he? And it's, you know, he needs to make sure he keeps control. He's, uh, there's, let's not forget Man United sneaking in the back door there, though. Just creeping in slightly yeah, under I, the radar. I mean, I don't know what Jonathan thinks. I think they're an interesting one. I think They've he's got to play Arsenal he, again yet, haven't they? Let's face it. Yeah, but the Premier League's the best league in the world, isn't it? So, uh, so, so I mean, you, you know, you look at the sides at the bottom scrapping for their lives. So, you know, there's, yeah. there's going to be there, there's going to be a lot of twists. I think Manchester United, when Ronaldo left, I thought that was massive for them because you don't you don't hear any stories coming out from within the dressing room and any bad blood. Now, I think that's the best thing which happened to them this season him clearing off and they're a club where there's a fair bit of harmony but there's this takeover talk now isn't there so who knows Pogba going as well was a massive thing for me yeah not not as bad as Ronaldo old sulky pants oh mate unbelievable talk about tarnish your whole thing he did it twice he did it at the World Cup as well and he knew it's all about me it's all about me it's a team game mate it's a team game when when he he was left on the bench and the kid came in and scored the hat-trick and everyone else at the end of the game went up because it congratulated the kid on the hat-trick Ronaldo was down the tunnel gone what about when he smashed the kid's phone out of his hand as well? I mean, come on, man. What's yeah, going well, on? The, I, I did Arsenal Man City. That broken the, phone, though, must be worth a fortune. So, you know, there's a yeah. silver line. I was there for, for BBC for the first... I think it went on Football Focus in the end. But um, I thought they taught a lesson by Manchester City last Wednesday. and uh, They were good in the first half, yeah. Arsenal, weren't they? They were, but I thought I just thought City, City were like... Look, we're the champions. This is how it's done. Mm. When you get to a run in, and look, look, look at us. This is the way we do things. And and I, and I don't think Arsenal were helped by the mood on the night. I think the fans thought it was a title decider there and then, with what nearly half a season to go, and it got through to them. And also, I think you're right. Arteta on the touchline. I love him to bits. I think he's fantastic. What he's done there, mm-hmm. but he's, I I think that that hyper on the touchline gets through to the players and the crowd. And I was at Brighton. Funny enough different part of the spectrum but that's a good season for them and Brentford and and Fulham. do you do a lot of Brighton games oh it's eight minutes from my front door Chris as you know and uh and uh I there was a reason I I had to I had a very serious reason I had to a uh, medical uh, thing on 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 uh on Friday so I couldn't go up to Nottingham Forest I was due to go to Nottingham Forest Man City couldn't go there so, so they transferred me to Brighton against Fulham and there the edginess against the um against refereeing decisions Got through to the players, the mood changed, and Fulham played it really, really well. I, you know, I think he's a good manager. And then- De Zerbi went, didn't he, from before the game, uh, like praising referees, saying, I don't like to criticise referees, you know, it's, it's not a good thing, to 24 hours, move forward 24 hours. And after the end, got sent off in the tunnel and said, Premier League referees yeah. aren't up to standard. I got to cue another song. What a difference a day makes. Oh. 24 <laughs> little houses. Let's talk about West Ham. What a nightmare that is for them then. Mm, they, well, yeah. Oh, uh, creaking, creaking. Rob Newman, I blame. 
Yeah, well, oh, <laughs> kill you for that. Oh, he's, he's, yeah, he's yeah, chief well, scout. He's got a scouting yeah. role there. For people who don't know Rob Newman, yeah, sorry, Bristol City legend. Yeah, they've got Nottingham Forest, haven't they? Next up at home, it's it, it's supporters who get managers sacked, isn't it? So you know, if the supporters really turn, I think I think West Ham have to win that one. Or it could get ugly. But if West Ham were looking for a manager, I get slammed for saying this. They would be looking for a David Moyes type to keep them up. Exactly. And also, fans get managers sacked. So, uh, so uh, Graham Potter's in it for the long term at Chelsea, say Chelsea. And I hope he stays. I hope he gets a chance to do what he did at Brighton, which wasn't an overnight success. It took him three years to get it right. But it'll be the fans, Chris, won't it? If the fans turn around and especially start shouting at Todd Bowley, criticising his decisions, what will he do? Yeah, I, I, I actually feel for Graham Potter. I, so I was right. actually glad that he... Uh, he got the job. I just wonder at this moment in time, you know, you're absolutely right. Todd Bowley uh, has, has stayed loyal to him. I think we all know what would have happened under the previous owner. Uh, you know, Abramovich, I think Graham Potter, without doubt, would have been a goner. Uh, I think the Champions League is is so, so big for, um, for Graham Potter. And the fact of the matter is, if they lose that game, even before they've got two games before the Champions League, haven't they? I think it's starting to turn ugly there. And if, if the fans turn in their numbers, and, and I'm not so sure many fans are actually with him yet, are they, uh, actually sticking with him, I think there will be, can I say the sort of sensible fan? I think the sensible fan will think, well, all these players coming in, yes, we've spent a lot of money. He needs time to, to, to gel the team and stamp his identity on it. But as we all know, managers don't get time. And I think the, the fan base at Chelsea is turning and that never, never bodes well. See, I think what Antonio Conte said recently about it's time other people put their head above the parapet and took some of the took some of the criticism is right because Graham Potter plays very little role uh, uh, in 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 signing those players at Chelsea. Nor does David Moyes at West Ham. But hasn't that always been the well? I say always. No. That's been the case for a long time, though. I even remember going back to two thousand and seven when Paul Stall Terry moved next door to me, and uh, he was the reason that um, I know this is random, but. Um, they were saying upstairs were picking all the players. You know, it wasn't the manager. It wasn't. It wasn't. Uh, who was the time? Who was the manager at the time at Tottenham? Martin Yo. <laughs> yes, Martin. And so it was. Uh, it was upstairs that were picking it. And I know this because the reason. Um, who's the German kid? Oh, it doesn't matter. Went to Man United. Played for Tottenham. Forward. Went to Manchester United. Came from Germany. Looks like Christian Slater. Oh God. Don't know. I'll put it in after. Anyway, he uh, he saw Terry was the reason. The reason that, that he came because he said get German. Him. He's not German, no. He's what? What? Played for Tottenham up front. It was fantastic. Ted, Teddy Sheringham. Klinsman. No, not Ted. No, Jürgen. not Klinsman. What? No, forward, 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 forward. Two thousand and seven. We're cleaning this up in the edit pool. Um, Two thousand. Berbatov. Dimitrov. He was German. No, from Germany. Came from Germany. Oh, he signed from Germany. Yes. Correct. Yes. Dimitrov. He was a good player. Berbatov. So my next door neighbour, Paul Stolteri, was the reason that Berbatov came over because... About 2,000 miles from Germany. But Paul, yeah, but Paul lives in Canada. He's a good mate of mine. I still talk to Paul. He's going to come on. But Paul played, he was a, he was a, a Weimar Bremen, wasn't he? He won the championship <laughs> with Weimar Bremen. Then he went to Tottenham. Then he went back. Verma Bremen, and then listen, listen, mate. Hold on, right? And then, and then, yeah, look, you know why, you know why I get... 
Murmur frame and fiber doesn't matter. <laughs> and then he went to Munchen Gladback, right? But you, right, you laugh at this, right? Do you know my favorite one was ever when I was in a restaurant years ago as a kid? And they went, Do you want a sweet? I went, Yeah, I'll have the blank munch. <laughs> You know I'm not cleaning it. No, I know you're not anymore. Blank munch. Yeah, I left some blank munch. So anyway, what did, oh. Paul, what did Paul Stolteri say about this German-Bulgarian blank munch player? <laughs> well, it was upstairs, you see, was saying we want to bring in a forward from Germany, blah, blah, blah. And Martin Yule was banging on about him. So Paul Stolteri said, there, there's your man, Berbatov. And that's why Berbatov ended up as a Bulgarian coming from Germany, not from Verma Weimar Bremen. <laughs> <laughs> and that's that's how he got here. So there you go. So if, apart from the West Ham goal, if anyone wants to thank Paul Stolterra for his time at Tottenham, that was the big thing that he did, really. And we there was just go. and right because we were just saying about how Graham Potter doesn't doesn't have a say in who. <laughs> how do we get to that? Who's you know what? <laughs> Anyway, I can't wait. I can't wait to see Vimer Braden play next week. Yeah. Uh, mate, I tell you what, you you think this is funny? I have to live with this twenty four hours a day. I know. This, this I have to be this guy all the time. It's brilliant. You got to see him live, Chris. You got to see him live. I think we've run out of time. I think we I have think, run out of time. I think Do you know what? This has been the funniest one ever. It's without, been brilliant. Without a doubt, Chris, it's been absolutely phenomenal. No, we just talk rubbish Thanks for now, which is uh, which is we haven't talked rubbish for now. We haven't talked rubbish. We were put been... right about Blackburn Rovers because I didn't yes. do my research. Yeah, what was the player's name? Atkins. Oh, all right. Then. Mark Atkins. Yeah, yeah. He likes to diet. Mm. There's a joke. Yeah, come see me live. Yeah, um, you were all week. <laughs> uh, look, don't forget you can get us on uh, uh, JPNT. Um, football on Twitter we're up to 101 that could drop down after this show who knows that's we're smashing it but everyone is joining in the show now it's getting bigger and bigger and it's very exciting and we might actually get paid one day for doing this so and thanks for coming on just, be- just before we go just before we go Terry Alderton is yes. appearing live at the comedy store tonight for the Lily Foundation ah, and our we're foundation gonna- in memory of my yes. niece so well done, Tell, for doing that again. That's all right, and we're going to do. We're going to. We're going to. Paul's coming down tonight. Paul Daniel is going to bring his. Uh, he's going to bring his special microphone, and we're going to do a little vox popping in the dressing room and talk to Joe Pasquale, who knows nothing about football. And uh, uh, Romish will be in there, and that'll be terrible. And uh, we'll we'll drop them into the show. <laughs> I'm not going to say anything more. I'm not saying any names or anything anymore. Chris Sutton, brilliant. It's very funny. No, very no, funny. Chris, Chris Sutton. It was. <laughs> It was brilliant, and uh, if we, if they do put us together on Radio Five Live again on a Monday night, then this is you'll hear Don't more bring of this. Me. You'll hear more of this. You'll hear very little description of the game that's actually going on in front of us. You'll hear more of this sort of stuff. There should be an alternative. Love, I love it. Alternative. It's much more fun. They should you should be able to flick over to another and it just be funny. And my mum does. My mum does listen to this, and in, yeah, mum. In in answer to your question, is that nasty to me? Yeah, he's lovely. Oh, he's lovely. He's lovely. He's lovely. Oh, Thank you, Thank well, you, Chris. Thank you, Jonathan. Thanks, Terry. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.